most people say it's a blur. Right. My blind audition was not a blur, and neither was the Grand Ole Opry. But right after they announced my name as the winner, th that is that a, blur. Was a blur. I don't remember. <laughs> And I'm David Reeves. Joining me in studio today, Todd Tillman. Todd, how are you doing? Well, I'm good. Thanks for letting me come. Absolutely. It is great to have you here. Great to have you up on the Wonders Theater stage yeah. just a few minutes ago. You've been shooting for uh, America's Gospel Music. I can't wait to see see that air on TV shortly, but you've uh, been sharing so many songs. Yeah. and uh, It's just, just beautiful what you do. Thank you, man. I love singing, so I just do it for the love of it, and I feel like it'll turn out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's that is so true. So many so many things in life that you when you have a passion for it, then all of a sudden it does not feel like work yeah. and you can really pursue that and if the Lord's in it, hey, yeah. a lot of special things will happen. Yeah, I, the, to me, the work is the not singing part. You know, yeah, people yeah. say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I don't know about that. I work a lot, <laughs> but I still do what I love. So yeah. it, the singing part, I love. It's right. the other stuff that's done to work. <laughs> because there's so much involved. Oh my gosh! In it yeah. All. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but. Tell me a little bit about your history, because I know a lot of eyes watched you a couple of years ago yeah. on The Voice, yeah. and uh, and then that that finale, everything happened, all the stars aligned, the yeah. Lord was in it, <laughs> yeah. and uh, tell me a little bit about that whole journey. Oh man, you know I um the oh man my whole journey, man. You know I I met my wife when we were just little kids. I mean literally, I think she was thirteen when we first exactly. met. You know, and I was fifteen or so, and yeah. and. Uh, we dated on she dumped me a handful of times you know how that works and uh <laughs> one time i dumped her just i show her how it felt i guess uh we ended up getting married in, in 1998 uh well it'll be 25 years this year we've been married oh uh, wow she was 18 years old and i was 20 and in in that time um man we've seen a bunch of stuff and and we've been you know um one one of the songs i do still to come a lot of that it, it came we wrote that song on the hills of a really tough time but it really came from the idea that you're going to go through these really hard seasons and but it's better on the other side yeah. the problem is most people give up in the middle you know we went through lots of those and and uh in the time i i always like to say we sort of amassed uh eight yeah. children uh <laughs> six of them are ours biologically two are two of them are adopted but they're all just our children oh, wow. and, and yeah. uh and our, our family god put our family together like that we didn't have clearly we didn't have fertility issues or anything it's just uh -huh. kind of the way god wanted to put our family together and um and uh i've been in ministry i'm still in ministry it's just less traditional now uh yeah. i've been in ministry since i was 18 um uh in singing worship ministry and youth okay. ministry and i was an associate pastor and then in the last 10 years of my traditional ministry i pastored a church uh okay. and uh, somewhere around 2017 about the time i wrote still to come believe it or not uh there was a lot of things that were happening in my life i was i was already i'm a fairly transparent guy i hope that's all right i was already sort of struggling uh inwardly you know mentally and emotionally i was struggling i was i was doing all kinds of things like like to me the silver lining was i got myself in really great shape because i felt like that was something i could control yeah i've kind of dipped out of that a little bit but you know um uh, but I knew that I knew that my time as a lead pastor, or at, at least for that season, uh, was coming to an end, and I just yeah. didn't know how. Yeah. Well, someone saw me singing on um, 
on Instagram and they sent me a private message with a link to an open call audition for The Voice in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a really long story, actually, very long, and, and I won't get into all of it, but ultimately I decided not to do that. Uh, and then my wife stepped in okay, and she reminded me that we have been very... And at times to our despair, but we have been very deliberate about teaching our kids to be who you are and take risks yeah. and do things that people make you think are crazy. And, and Brooke was like, that's my wife's name. And she was like, uh, you know, if you don't do it, how can you tell the kids? Oh, wow. You know? And so, so I did, I went and, um, and, uh, they just kept saying, yes, I literally, I, I always tell this story because it's, it's a funny story. Mm -hmm. They send all this paperwork and you're and you know, the deal, you know, like if, if they like you, yeah. you know, that you, there's a callback audition the following day, but I just expected them to say no to me. Uh -huh. And so, uh, when they said yes, I had to go, to, I went to TJ Maxx, I had to buy some clothes. I didn't bring, <laughs> I didn't bring clothes for a callback. Yeah. I had to rent a hotel room and which was, you know, thank God for good friends. People helped us out. Cause we were, you know, I, we were under poor you wow. know and we're not we're kind of poor still but you know <laughs> with all our big family but uh -huh. uh, so uh, they just kept saying yes and ultimately I had a blind audition uh, for season 18 of The Voice and um, uh, all all of the coaches turned around during my blind audition which threw me I mean I, I everybody uh, the the number one I guess response I get mm -hmm. from my whole time on The Voice uh, was the blind audition and, and my reaction but I Again, I don't. I'm not trying to be like pitiful. I just didn't. I didn't know right. that they'd want somebody like me. You know. So when they all turned around, you could see the excitement. I just. Yeah. I had these plans. This. I'm gonna walk over here and I'm gonna uh -huh, do that uh -huh, and say. Uh -huh. And it just. They all went right out the window. And and luckily for me, now looking back, now at the time it wasn't. It wasn't so. I don't even believe in luck. But you yeah. know. Uh, um, at the time it wasn't so lucky. Uh, I just kept expecting that I would get kicked off. Uh huh. Uh, so every time I got voted through, well, I was, uh, you weren't prepared I for was, the next step. I was surprised. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was legitimately surprised. And so even up into the finale, you know, our season was, was in the spring of 2020, which is okay. literally everyone's worst nightmare. Right. Um, and, uh, so, uh, we, we had our blind auditions cause they pre-taped those blind auditions, yeah. battles and knockouts in California. We were supposed to go back in April and. Uh, everything everything just fell stopped apart. in March, yeah. yeah. And so we ended up doing it remote. Um, I talked the show into letting me film from our church because we have all those kids, and one of them is yeah. feral, co completely wild. And so uh -huh. I was like, he he will tear up y'all stuff if, if <laughs> y'all's equipment. I'm telling you. And uh, so they let us film from the church, and uh -huh. um, and even in the finale, you know, uh, they they said the lady that was. She's a really sweet, sweet lady that sort of was our handler, like the contestant manager, I guess yeah. is her title. Uh, she said over, not in person, over the tablet, she said, uh, we're going to go to commercial and instead of announcing third place or second place, we're just going to announce the winner uh, when we come back. Uh -huh. And so even in that moment, I, um, my wife and me, we looked at our kids because all of us were on screen. Wow. We looked at our kids and we said, when they announce the winner. Yeah don't y'all act ugly uh -huh. and don't make an ugly face uh -huh. and don't cry. They're going, they're going, we'll smile and clap. They're going to take us right off the screen. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so of all the things, uh, the blind audition since the voice, I got to go on the grand Ole Opry. Both times those people said, most people say it's a blur. Uh -huh. 
Right. My blind audition was not a blur, and neither was the Grand Ole Opry. But right after they announced my name as the winner, th- that is that a, blur. Was a blur. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember the st- the contestant manager calling me again because we had to do like press or something. Uh-huh. I remember that. Wow. But uh, it was it it was just unexpected all the way to the end. Everything, and it was it, it really just and believe it or not, I I don't know. You know, most people I understand. I'm not crazy. Most people's experience is not going on a national television show. And a, right. Um, but it really was an operation in faith, and God knows I'm a bird-in-the-hand kind of guy. Yeah. Now, my wife will go for the two in the bush, and she'll walk away empty-handed <laughs> if she has to. But uh, like we used to watch Deal or No Deal, and Lord, right. we almost divorced behind it. I'm like, you know, they would say, <laughs> the banker says $10,000. I'm like, deal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, right. my wife's like, no, no. And so uh, I always like to say God... I think God gave me the grand gesture that he knew I needed yeah. to make the type of move we've made since. Yes. Um, and that was a wake up call because yeah. all the, I mean, at that point you're like, well, this can be it. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing. So much really was riding on it for me. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 nothing disparaging at all about the church that I passed or anything. That's not, it no. wasn't even about that. It was, it was an inner Todd thing that was going on. Uh, a lot was riding on, how how just me being on there period right uh, but uh winning i didn't dream i would do but it sure did help <laughs> <laughs> well and it was there are people who have gifts todd you're one of those people i mean i i watched that whole season of the voice uh and all the way through i mean i'm like he's got something special he's well, got you. something special y- your voice is very unique number one uh, but everything about you, just your presence, your story, everything is. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, absolutely. I just feel like if you just be who you are, everybody talks about branding and all like, this is my brand. You know, <laughs> uh, when it, just about every green room I'm in, somebody comes in and says, is this what you're wearing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm wearing. <laughs> is if you okay? can't be authentic, then what are you? Yeah. And there are so many people who they want to play games and they want to do, and there is such a thing as stage presence right right absolutely yeah. right but in the end and i think even this whole ordeal over the last few years that you had to go through on tv but this whole covid thing has taught people well, there's a lot of fake in the media there's oh, a lot man. of fake in the world there's a lot of fake everywhere we look and people want to latch on to something genuine right yeah they, they want who's the real you is that is that the That's mask right, yeah. that we see or is that the real you yeah. and so i mean kudos to you for that obviously well, i appreciate it yeah, yeah i i think that might be i don't know who yeah. knows the heart of god really but like i think that might be one of the reasons that god allowed this kind of thing yeah to happen to me after I was 40 and I was kind of too old to pretend, you know, I, like if I don't know something, I didn't pretend I knew it. Even uh-huh. on the show, I just ask, you know, uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. You have to explain. <laughs> and I do that now in the studio. They'll say, do you want us to go back to the six? I'm like, I don't know what the six I is. I have no idea. What you they have to tell me what the play it. And I'll tell you which one I like better, you know? Uh, and, and ultimately too, so much of the music industry in all genres, including faith-based, yeah. uh, it's care. It really is. And I don't, I don't mean this offensively. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's I'm just saying, I think we've got our quotas full on that. Yeah. So I don't want to be that. It's just characters on a stage and they're there. It's a persona. And I get I understand that. And to a degree, I just I just don't feel like I can pull it off because I feel like right even now, yeah. if you follow me around, 
you're going to get disappointed, you know? And so I, I want to be as least disappointing as possible. I'd rather just tell you right up front, this is what you're dealing with. Yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, now you, so, but you've, you've been writing, even before The Voice, you were writing music. Yeah, yeah. And it, was it a mixture? Did you do different genres of music? Yeah, or? I, I've always, now writing has amped up uh, yeah. a thousand times since yeah. the show, and it's kind of become a real passion. I really love to do it. Um, but before it kind of depends like like um like when i was we would be in the middle of worship and we would spontaneously write a worship song and then that would become a song that we sort of added to this list you know and and then other times you know i would write this has been since the voice but i like i i wrote um i wrote a song for mother's day last year for my wife called we wrote a story and it's just a a song about us you know in our lives and and i like to write things about what my vision really is as far as my faith is concerned which is really the umbrella that covers everything i mean uh is i i want for the most part i realize it's not all going to be that way um but i want to sing songs that are that have messages that are universal right and then hopefully people will hear that and then maybe maybe they'll look at me or someone and they'll say hey you know this guy loves jesus and he's not so staunch and he's you know he, yeah. he's not out here on social media crucifying everybody you know and mm-hmm. uh and he's just a regular guy that's trying to get by every day and 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 so people won't I, I would love to be just the tiniest little part of killing that stigma you know about mm-hmm. the faith that it's that it's this rigid thing you know um and it, it's hard for people to understand that such a precious thing is free and that Oh, you know, I know. The, the, that the gift of salvation is just free. And um, that's kind of what I want to do. But I even write, like, Still to Come. It, like I said, it came, it's actually, it, I don't know when this will air, but yeah. Still to Come is just going to come out this Friday, actually. But uh, but it, it came on the heels of probably the worst time of our whole lives. And, um, and, and for that song, what my mind kept replaying was the scriptures that say, your suffering is light and temporary. It's working for you an eternal weight of glory. And the other major suffering scripture, which uh-huh. is what the suffering that you're dealing with right now is nothing compared to the glory that's still to come, you oh, know? Yeah. And that's kind of where that song came from. But, uh, man, writing, uh, I, I love it. I love, and now I gotta say, I feel really inept a lot of times when I'm in these rooms with these great writers, yeah. but, uh, you, you learn your role and you learn what piece of the puzzle you are. And then you grow in confidence in it, you know? Yeah. Now, have you always been in Tennessee or? No, I did all, all of my growing up in Mississippi. I was okay. born in Grenada, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, we lived in Kosciuszko for a couple of three years. And then we moved to Meridian when I was 14. So I always say I'm from Meridian because I lived there for almost 30 years, yeah. you know? And then after The Voice and everything, I literally, it, this my wife is always the one to take the risks and do the crazy things. But this was the first time when I said, with this thing with the voice and us winning the voice if we don't pull the trigger on this now we never will so we loaded up and moved up to tennessee and uh we honestly honest to god we've just been trusting god ever since and sometimes he cuts it close you know (laughs) (laughs) right we've been trusting him ever since you mentioned it a little bit ago it's like i just want to show people you know that it's not this this rigid thing that that people who are on the fence so many times and this is what we've experienced uh, because we focus a lot on apologetics, mm-hmm. science, Bible history, that sort right, of right, thing. Yeah. And what we've seen is that there are so many, I guess the last couple of generations, right? We've had two or three generations that have grown up and they've been told one thing in church. They've been told another thing in schools and right. universities, uh, textbooks. They're getting a different story on TV, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then they're questioning. They're like, well, well, how does this work? Our pastor's telling us one thing. And then we go to class and we're learning that, you know, we're part of this heritage of ape-like ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so surely our science professors are smarter than our pastors. So let's just let, let's just go that way and completely reject the other. It's throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because of this perception that, oh, well, these scientists are so brilliant. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even stop to think, well, science doesn't lie. I mean, you know, science, that's the facts. That's the raw data. But then scientists start to interpret things. Right, yeah. And you can interpret it the right way or the wrong way. And so often this shallow Christianity that we've seen over the last few generations has kind of built up this this opinion that, yeah, well, I'm going to church, but I'm not getting any meat. It's just this, you know, it's just all of this and we don't know what our real purpose is right, in yeah. life but that's that's real you got to get real that's to, to yeah. figure that out that's true and to me christianity is very real and it's very deep mm-hmm. we've just taken it in the wrong direction I'm, I, I feel i feel like again even even on the other side of it even on the um I guess spiritual. Yeah. I hate to say over spiritual because I mean I, I hate the word hyper grace. Like I yeah. get what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. but grace is fairly hyper. I mean it's it's pretty wild a concept, you know. But I understand what they're saying. But even on the spiritual side, I, I don't I don't want to because I'm honest to God, I I don't have any problem telling anybody as far as science and all that stuff goes. I'm dumb as rocks. I I see the whole world from the front porch or across the campfire, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I determine everything. But on the spiritual side, man, I've been heavily involved in it, and a lot of times we can throw the baby out with the bathwater, or we can get so heavily involved in. I don't know how to put this. I don't want to be offensive to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just think we can um, we can idolize things like manifestations Mm -hmm. and all these things Mm -hmm. and we totally forget my now this is my view and i feel like i got plenty of scripture to back it up uh first of all the carnal mind the scripture says is enmity Enmity. hatred against god you know and i and but but second of all my view is the real i I think it's cool if your church organizes a trip to wherever in the world Mm -hmm. uh any a third world country or somewhere else that's fine yeah yeah. nothing's wrong with that but the mission field is wherever you go that's you know, right. and like the the banker and your insurance guy and the yep. person that's changing your oil or where the, the dentist, wherever you are. And I really do feel like that's the place because we've and this is again, I don't want to get in trouble, but no, no. I feel like we have so we have we have enshrined and enthroned yeah. church uh-huh. where God is supposed to be. Right. Like church is good. Right. It's a wheel inside a bigger wheel, which is the kingdom of God, you know. Yeah. And and then also, I think a lot of times if we're not careful, Jesus is supposed to be the center. Yeah. But instead, we put sin in the center and how we respond to sin uh-huh. instead of how we respond to Jesus. Right. Which to me handles how we respond to sin. <laughs> you have to know, yeah, yeah. obviously, that sin is the problem. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not keeping Jesus as the center of the hub, then you're not going to realize, well, we have the solution. Let's, let's focus on the solution, yeah. and that's Jesus Christ. Right? You said, you know, well, science... Uh, Maybe maybe not everybody's familiar with too yeah. much inside. I'm a little, but not a lot. <laughs> but, but hey, Paul, Paul said in the book of Romans, right? Romans one twenty. It's like the invisible things from the creation of the world are 
being clearly understood, understood by the things that are made, even God's eternal power, the Godhead itself. So in other words, he's telling these people, just look around you. Yeah, Everything. Right, yeah. It's like that blade of grass, that tree, that, yeah, right, yeah. that bird flying right there. You know, everything is a field of science. It's study of the natural world, mm -hmm. but everything is pointing us right back to our designer. And then when we're able to understand that that designer, that the creator is the same one as our redeemer. Right. It's Jesus, right. right? He's the creator of the entire universe. One in the same, then, oh, it, it just opens up this, this amazement. You mean the one who created those stars and those galaxies? He, he loved me yeah, enough to come redeemer. down, That's right? right. Yeah. I gotta say, I don't know. I don't know that I could pick a favorite Paul quote, uh, but the one I probably use the most is every room I go in, I determine that I don't know anything, but Christ crucified. That's all I know. You <laughs> there know? you go. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah. Cause you know, man, it's, it, there are, even in the faith, you know, there are so many, I, I, I want to say schools of thought. I feel like that's a, that's a bad terminology, no, but, get you. but it's almost like we're so lost in the weeds that we've yeah. lost focus of what it just, this is even about. You know? I see. I think that these last few years have actually been good because when people were so focused on church, they forgot who the church was. Mm -hmm. It's like the church is the ecclesia, the body of believers, right? right? right. It's, it's us in this room and where two or three are gathered. Yeah, there right. Jesus is in the midst. That is church. We are the church. Right. And people got so caught up in the buildings that when all of a sudden buildings started getting shut down a few years ago and they're like, no, you can't go in there. And well, what are we going to do? Are we going to start complaining? Are we going to say, oh, well, I, I just give up. Are we going to stand up mm -hmm. or will we say, well, you know what? We don't even have to be in the we building still, and it's still church because we are yeah. the body of Christ. Yeah, we can still do. All, I was hoping and let me, I'm a, look, I ain't got no problem saying I'm a nobody anyway. So nobody cares what I was hoping. Uh, I was hoping it'd be a total reset. It wasn't quite the reset I was hoping for, <laughs> but I really I was kind of hoping it'd be a total reset. Yeah, you know? me too. Me too. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Well, I hope they did at least because uh, I always say Easter Sunday, my very favorite one in history was COVID. We were sitting in the living room with my family. Is we opened right? up the scriptures and we just talked about who Jesus is and what he did and why right. it matters. And, yeah. uh, you know, but I, so I hope that at least a lot of people maybe if I mean, if you want me to use an object lesson, when I when I came off of the voice, I mean, I now there now I know how to put an audio interface with my computer and record. I know how to do that, you yeah. know because I had to learn that and I realized now, Hey, I can do that. And so I do hope a lot of people in, in that time, even though now it's, you know, now it's kind of passed, especially here in the South, you know, it's, yeah. it's been passed for a long time. Yeah. Um, hope they, they learned that they can be an active disciple in the world, That's you right. know, and, and affect change and be even little. And that doesn't mean going out to, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you have to go overseas and you right, have to, right, yeah. right? It's, it's that, it's that witness, not just where you are to your neighbors, to your yeah. coworkers, to your family. When you sit down at Thanksgiving, right, when yeah. there's, there's that skeptic, when there's those questions, when your child meets a schoolmate or whatever, and they're like, yeah, we're leaning towards, you know, we don't even know if God exists, right? right? It's how do you respond in those moments? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you said you have what eight eight, eight kids? Eight yeah. kids. Yeah. What's what, age range? Uh, twenty three. Believe it or not, my oldest and and my wife is actually like 
go into labor naturally and all the yeah. things. And so it just was God's will. Uh, my oldest and youngest have the exact same birthday. Wow. 16 years apart. Uh, <laughs> so my oldest is 23. I have 23, 19, 18, 14, 13, 10, 9, and 7. How about that? Uh, yeah. And so the oldest two are out of the house now. They're okay. they're out in the world. And it's, it's amazing to see, like, uh, you know, my oldest son lives on the West Coast. And that scares me so bad. You know, I just mm-hmm. try not to think about it. But it's really amazing to see that he's being able to operate in God's gifts that God gave him. And um, and he's very, very involved in God's kingdom out there. You know, um, my second oldest is much more musical like I am, you know, mm-hmm. and a little different genre. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and then my third is going into ministry, even after I've told him all the horror stories, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> he still wants to do it. So uh, it, it's wild to see how God, but, you know, one thing I always try to teach my kids or I, te- I don't want to say teach other people. I don't know that I'm their teacher, but it, I, I, I really do. I realize it's a much broader sphere than this, but I just believe, man, just do the next right thing and love the one in front of you. And Absolutely. that's the best I know, know to tell you uh, for now. And I feel like that'll build into, and you look back over your life because you think about it, you know, I always told my kids adventure rarely feels like adventure while it's happening right it's when you look back on it yep and it's that's the same as our testimony and our our presence and and activity as a members of god's kingdom little by little you may not see it but if you look back over it collective you're like wow look god really has used me you know and uh and i'm grateful for that that's so neat uh latest project Oh man, my the latest thing I don't like I said I don't know when this airs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the latest thing that I've got is uh, I wrote a song called "Still to Come." It's it's coming out July the fourteenth. That's okay. the, that's this Friday as we sit here wow. now. But uh, that that's coming. I'm working. Um, it'll probably be too late by the time this airs. But uh, I, you know I'm real honest with people. I, yeah we sort of we had these ideas and we ran after them and they're fine and we, so, but we spent all our production budget mm-hmm. and then I co-wrote a song that I really love so I'm crowdfunding it right now oh okay, okay. <laughs> because I just really really love the song but I've already spent all my production budget yeah uh, and it's uh, believe it or not it's called PB&J it's um, <laughs> uh, and the people in the Christian world might know Michael Farron I wrote it with Michael Farron and Lance Carpenter um, okay. and honestly I when we go in to write you know unless you already have an idea and you you're going to chase that next time you get together right um it's a blank slate yeah i've got all these ideas and i've got i I like to write fun songs and goofy songs and sometimes and i feel like you know i feel like this generation i know he's still alive in the world but Mm -hmm. i feel like this generation could use a ray stevens you know yes uh yeah but so I don't know what happened exactly, but uh, Michael actually spoke up because he had heard me mention the title. I was just running, rambling through some titles or something, and and he said, "Can we chase that?" But it did not turn out goofy or funny because when I when I wrote the title in my notes, it was kind of a everyday taking the kids to practice, kind of st- trying to get through the day, kind of eating PB and J. Yeah. Uh, but it did not turn out that way. It actually turned out very emotional, really, and very moving and sentimental for parents yeah. to their kids, and uh, and uh, it's it's literally the the hook is this these are all the things that parents say like you can do anything you want to do you can be president or even fly to the moon or you can be a doctor or a lawyer or a preacher or a farmer yeah. don't let nothing stand it's, write a song the whole world sings and dream those great big dreams and all of this happens all these things are just the simple things parents say while they're just making them a pb and j you know <laughs> and that's kind of uh yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And so we're working to get that out. Too. That is so neat. Website? Yeah. ToddTOfficial.com. ToddTOfficial.com. My, my last name is spelled crazy. 
So, so you make it simple yeah, right there. And also, believe it or not, uh, there is another Todd Tillman in the world with the GH and <laughs> the last name and everything. Well, I, I, he's a realtor in Colorado, I believe. Okay. So he has ToddTillman.com anyway. <laughs> but I feel like nobody can spell no, my name. And no, it's not their fault. So uh, Todd, Todd T. Official. T official. Uh, on, social media. I'm on Instagram. To, yeah. just, I mean, even if you spell it wrong, just it'll find me. Todd Tillman. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Oh my God, I'm on TikTok. How about TikTok? You know? I'm on there. I don't, I'm not super active on there, but I'm on there. You know, uh, I just like, you know, I, I watch it more than I post on it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd, thank you so much Man, for joining you. me in studio today. Absolutely. I appreciate you asking me to come do it. Yes, sir. And I am David Reeves. Till our next time, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Find us on all social platforms to stay informed.